Hello and welcome to episode 164 of Navigating the Modern World. Um, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. And um, rightfully so, I've been quite busy. And summer's coming, which just, I think, brings with it a different energy, a um, maybe more fast-paced, more things happening. Um, and I've been, I decided to make this podcast one because I haven't made one in a while, but two, because I've just had some stuff on my mind. And I just want to start by saying, if you listen to this podcast regularly, first, thank you. <laughs> and second, I would love to hear back from you. Um, the easiest way to get in contact with me would be my email, which is Kimberly, spelled normal, Elise, A-L-L-Y-S-E, Johnson, at gmail.com. Um, so Kimberly, Elise, Johnson, at gmail.com. And I just want to, I would love to hear your thoughts about what I'm kind of sharing about in this podcast. Um, so yeah, and if you are a person that shares and has shared consistently with me over the years, thank you. It's awesome. It's amazing to hear, actually hear from you. Um, Anyways, so I've been thinking a lot about moods and the personality and reactions that kind of occur in life. And I, the other day I was talking to somebody and they gave me an example. The way they started giving me the example was imagine how you talk at work versus how you talk at home. And, um, I began to just kind of ponder upon that and they were kind of, you know, speaking to how we often will maybe be more filtered at work or more professional or, you know, say things in a specific way or only share so much, that kind of stuff. And then at home, we can easily, or with friends or whatever, we can easily fall into, you know, uh, dramatizing or gossip or, um, I don't know, sometimes I get on like long winded monologues about something happening, right? And I was like thinking about this distinction and I felt this feeling that I began kind of investigating because I was like, what is that feeling? And the feeling after I kind of looked at it for a bit was this like desire to be the same no matter where I'm at. And I brought this up to my, my boyfriend and he kind of, you know, had the response of like, I'm not sure that's possible. You know, um, like we are different. We just are in different situations. And I, once again, was feeling this feeling of just kind of like, yes, humans are that way. Nothing wrong with it, just is how we are. And could I direct my attention and be mindful and aware in such a way that 
I become very equal and very much the same in whatever situation I am in. And when we think about like the eightfold path of Buddhism, um, you know, it would make sense. Like if you, I want to, I want to read them to you. Um, let me look them up really quick. It's like, I think we can begin to see if you look at the eightfold path, you can begin to see really truly the the things that in Buddhism at least we are called to kind of look at or pay attention to and bring skillfulness to. Um, so I'm just going to read them off to you. So we have right view. So right view could be just the way in which you perceive whatever information is kind of coming into you. Um, the next one is right intent. So what is the intent within which you're doing whatever you're doing? And I think even our thoughts, you know, being intentional about even that level of intent. Right speech, right action. Those two are more obvious, but I think probably deeper than we know as well. Right livelihood. And I think that is touching, beginning to touch into, um, the ways in which we make our money or receive things, um, and also the ways in which we just live our day-to-day life. And then we have right effort, and we have right mindfulness, and we have right concentration. So that's the Eightfold Path. So you can begin to kind of like imagine if you were to really take this life and devote time to really beginning to be curious about what it would be like to be skillful in all of those areas of your life. I will speak for myself. I begin to see a pathway to being a very, very peaceful person. And I was thinking about like kind of the fluctuation between how we are depending upon our environment And I was thinking about the Dalai Lama, for instance, and I was thinking, you know, the Dalai Lama, I bet, is pretty much the same no matter where he is. And there's a few reasons that I kind of have feeling about this is one, it's like if you kind of pay attention to some of the more profound spiritual teachers, like you can see... um, especially in Buddhism, you can see this kind of theme of like just very even personality, equanimous. Um, And also, you know, some of the virtues of Buddhism is, you know, speaking little. And so it's like, if you're speaking little, there's like very, you know, in right action. So you're gonna, you know, you're just like developing these, these skills that create this kind of even balanced, equanimous, peaceful person. And I was thinking like, just how amazing it would be to be a human that was walking the earth in that state of being, where no matter what life presented, that you could find yourself wisely 
paying attention to that thing that has arisen and then wisely knowing what to do with this thing that is in front of you, whether it is just say nothing, just kind of observe, notice in your own body how it's affecting you, and then right action, if right action, you know, is the thing that is the wisest. And and I think it's just like such an amazing thing for me to think about being able to walk through the world in that way and the reason I want to try to be clear because the reason that I think it would be so amazing is just because I could imagine my own experience and how it would alleviate so much of my suffering. And there would still be suffering. You know, the Eightfold Path, I think, is like this really beautiful thing because it's like life has suffering. You know, that's the first noble truth of Buddhism. But when you learn how to work with that suffering or understand that suffering or view that suffering, it begins to shift and change where when you know something is something then you don't suffer so much about it you know it's like it's like for instance if you get a certain type of dog and that dog is a barky dog just by its nature and then you bring the dog home and you know it's going to bark a lot you know that before you bring it home you're probably not going to suffer as much about it but if you get this dog and you don't know it's a barky dog and then you get it home and all it does is bark i have this feeling that the suffering will be higher um and man i mean there are like so many examples of this you know that we could in every area of our life you know the buddha when he talked about people with children, he would always say, like, people are always upset with their children. He's like, I just don't understand because if you know what a child is and how they act, then when they act the way that you know a child acts, you would be less inclined to suffer over it. But it's like people have children and they don't really realize that children are going to cry all the time or go through a really selfish period where they want everything their way or where they say no all the time or where they get you know like riskier with the things that they can throw you know just all these things that kids do but when you know that this is just how a kid is and you're kind of looking and excited about being a parent to a kid or a nanny to a kid or whatever you know however way you're involved with the kid it helps alleviate some of the suffering. Now, sometimes you might, you know, not have slept well or drink enough water, and then you might feel uh, irritated or agitated, and there still might be suffering there. But if we begin to really work with these things more and more and more to be able to see and experience and know the things that we're witnessing and we're experiencing in our day-to-day life, then there is the opportunity to not suffer as much. And even knowing you're going to suffer helps a little bit. You know, it's like 
knowing that life is going to deliver some hard things like death or sickness or loss or your favorite things breaking or being stolen, right? Like it's like life delivers certain things that are painful. But when you begin to just one, observe that in day-to-day life so you can actually see it and know it as a truth. But then once you know it as a truth, you can then begin to kind of accept it or ease, like relax your shoulders into it, which is like, this is part of life. And can I be with that just the way it is? Um, something begins to like, loosen around the grip that I think that we have on life and like wanting to control all of life and wanting to um I mean ultimately probably not wanting to die (laughs) you know I feel like when I think about most things like it can often come back to that but um it's like it's just such a beautiful thing to begin to think about like what if I could really truly walk in this life and be totally open and able to be present with whatever life brings me and I think that this includes Or maybe when you work toward this, is a better way to say it, when you work towards this, you become more of a, like, I I want to be the same at home as I want to be at work because I don't want to have to, like, keep track of who I am or this idea of who I am. I don't want to be at work and be gossiping and then worry if someone's going to find out or I don't want to be at home and... um, you know, be sitting with my boyfriend after a long day and then get worked up about something that's happening at work, you know, like, I want to just be okay with whatever is here right now, no matter where I'm at. And I want to be able to be skillful enough in my awareness that I get to show up just fully in integrity, fully honest, fully caring, fully able to listen And fully able to take in, like, and actually open myself to experience whatever is happening. And, you know, I had a really good example of this today. Um, So I had a coworker who is also a friend um, approach me about something that I had talked um, to another colleague about. And it was about this, it was something this person had shared with me. And, you know, they started bringing it up and I automatically knew what they were talking about. And it was just like the very first thing in my, in my being was just listen and just be honest and be caring. And I just owned up to that. It was me that the person had heard it from and I shared why I shared it and, I then listened to this person and their experience. And when I walked away, 
even though there was some awkwardness and there was like a little bit, I would say, of some, you know, pain that came with it, I was able to leave that conversation and really just feel grateful that I have the skill set that I have and that I can keep learning. Like I don't, I don't necessarily think that me sharing what I shared was wrong. And I'm learning a lot about not what not to get caught up in and what to get caught up in, what's worth getting caught up in, what's not worth getting caught up in. It's like rightful action, rightful speech, right? Um, right speech, right, right action, rightful too. <laughs> um, and I felt really grateful that this person brought it to me instead of just maybe being upset with me. It also shows that person's skillfulness and, um, and that is the type of person that I really want to be in relationship in this world. Um, I want to be in relationship with, you know, deep relationship with the people that I can, that feel comfortable enough to talk to me and that I feel comfortable talking to them. Like life is gonna, life is like, it's just tricky. It's super tricky. It's, um, it's full of miscommunication. It's full of hurt feelings it's full of mistakes and failures. It's full of, it's also full of beauty and success and babies and kittens. And, you know, it's, it's both. And it's, it's actually quite balanced if we're willing to look at it in a balanced way. And even this conversation, it's like, okay, some of that was hard, but also some of it was super rewarding. And in some way, the scales balance. And I was really able to like walk away from that conversation grateful for the experience and also just like grateful for myself and grateful for just who I am and who I have become and wanting to keep getting closer and closer to this peaceful place, this even balanced being that I've been kind of sharing about and I think it takes having a deep level of integrity in everything we're doing and you know integrity for me and right speech for me is like if you're not going to say this to this person then just don't say it you know or um, if you can't own up to it, if you get caught, then just don't talk about it. Like, you know, being hyper aware or even like, is this necessary for me to share? And, you know, I think a lot of times my sharing can come out of a desire to help. But if I haven't been asked to help, then, you know, don't help. And this specific example is like, it's the same. It's tricky. It's, um, the sharing in my viewpoint was helpful in some way. Um, but it's also okay if the other person didn't think it was helpful and I get to listen to that and feel that person's experience. And, and it's cool because a lot of pain, in my opinion, I thought about this a lot. A lot of pain is to like slowly, I think, break us open. If you actually let yourself experience another person's pain, especially if you caused the pain, but anybody's pain, if you actually let yourself experience it, it literally breaks your heart open. 
And I think a lot of times I avoid feeling people's pain because I don't want to deal with my heart being broken open. But the truth is, is that that's exactly what I want. I want my heart to be fully broken open and I want to fully understand the human experience. And that is just as much the happiness as it is the pain. Because the human experience isn't only happiness, it's both. It's this whole, it's this whole huge sphere of everything. And it's cool, it has been cool for me to kind of like really embody that more and more and just feel, well, it makes me feel more compassionate for myself. And then it makes me feel like just a deeper desire to be in communion and community with humans. Because humans become less that human versus me. It's like I begin to, those lines begin to bleed and blur. And I think studying Buddhism, you know, one of the main things it has helped me with is to actually begin, the more I have looked at myself and been mindful and aware of my experiences and of my thoughts, and of my moods and behaviors, I begin to just recognize how I am the same as everyone else that I come in contact with. And how like, this person's annoying trait is 1000% in my makeup. And I have done it. And I probably still do it. And if I don't think I do it, I'm blind to it, right? Um, it's hard to see what's right here. And I think that it takes practice and it takes diligence to really want to observe the things that we experience because ultimately these things that we're experiencing day to day, they just literally break us apart. And I think they need to. I think they need to break us apart so that we're not so attached to our bodies, to this life, to the material things we have, like eventually we're going to have to let go of all of it. And I think when we can have deep joy in a moment, like our newborn baby is born, the next moment is often met with fear or anxiety or what do I do? It's crying, right? It's like life is both of these things and both break us open and in some way destroy us preparing us for for ultimately death potentially um and i think it's because nothing joyful lasts eventually everything you know goes away including the things that we attribute to make us happy and I think that if we can stop liking and disliking so much, this is like maybe a good starting place is really 
noticing when we're really liking something and noticing when we're really disliking something and noticing how it affects our body and how it affects our experience of life. And inside of that awareness, repetitive awareness over and over and over again, we begin to not be so reactive and also not so affected by the painful things in life and also not so affected by the joyful things in life um but being able to just fully experience fully be broken open from all of life's experiences and life is going to deliver them to us whether we want it to or not this is just the nature of life i think and we try really hard to control it. We try really hard to only have positive things happen. And then the day comes in everybody's life when something that is not pleasant, that is very uncomfortable or very painful, occurs. And if we're training for that day, training on how to have you know, perspective upon that thing, practicing how to react to these things, practicing how to respond, practicing how to speak, practicing how to live. We are every day just practicing and preparing. And I don't know. There's something about that that excites me to no end. And there's something that makes me feel that it would be worthy to practice, practice, practice my entire life. Even if the only reward is to take my last breath peacefully. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I never know where these are going to go, so they just kind of go where they go, um, which is super fun. Um, I think that's it. I don't know. I've been talking for too long. You can go listen to somebody else. <laughs> um, thank you so much. If something was sparked in you or if something you want to share your thoughts on all of this, I would love to hear it. Uh, you can email me. The email's at the front of the podcast. Um, I'm always grateful to be in conversation with you. Until next time.